Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. And again, welcome to the side, Joan. I am your host, Dennis Holmes. I am here with my co-host, Sharon Mullen. Sharon, how's everything going? Everything, Everything is going great, Dennis. How are you this morning? Um, I'm feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good. Good, um, good, good. What's going on with you? You look refreshed with the sunglasses on. Yeah, yeah. I got my second. Got my second shot. I got my second shot. I'm fully vaxxed now. And I wish I had an applause, like an applause sounder. Yeah, I need to get button. one of those. <laughs> and, um. I gotta get my booster still. Congratulations. How are you feeling today? Feel good. I ain't sick of nothing. Feel good. Wonderful. Wonderful. Today, I, I just remembered this. Well, I didn't just remember. I knew this already, but today is also my dad's birthday. So happy birthday to Dennis hey. Carter. Hey, Pops. Happy birthday, Pops. Right. We got uh, some happy birthday music. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, happy birthday, Pops. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, yay! Enough of me singing. <laughs> also, tonight is fight night. So we have uh, Canelo Alvarez and Caleb Plant are set to fight tonight for the Undisputed Super Middleweight Championship on Showtime Pay-Per-View. Starts at 9 p.m. Eastern tonight, so be checking out fights tonight. I will be watching this fight tonight, and I, and I think I'm going to take Kayla Plank. Uh, I just want to see Canelo lose, that's all. That's all. Why, don't you, why don't you like Canelo? What's up with Canelo? Tell Canelo's me the story. Right, you know, I don't, I don't follow boxing, so I'm not really sure. Uh, they, you know, they crowned him like the boxing king of the world, you know, pound for pound, best boxer there is. And I, I think it's just time for him to lose. You, know, you, didn't, you, didn't, you didn't agree with that when they crowned him that? No, nah, because he, every, you know, I don't agree with it at all because I feel as though he need to fight some other people. But, but you know, Dennis, you know, when, when they crown someone, aren't you supposed to just fall in line and agree? No, that's, that's why I don't fall in line. <laughs> that's exactly why you know I what? don't fall in line. You know what? That's why you and I click so well. Right. I don't either. <laughs> I do not fall in line. I don't don't try to I'm tell clear. me who the don't try to tell me who the king is. I exactly. know who the king is. You can say what you want. Anybody right. can pull up a stat sheet and say this person is the king or this person is the greatest, the goat. No. You gotta prove it to me. That's, that's exactly how I feel. Like, you really do have to prove it because I, I really don't see it, you know. Don't get me wrong. He is a real good fighter. Though. I'm not going to say that he's not a good fighter. But to be on mm -hmm. top of the mountain, I feel as though you need to fight everybody to be on top of the mountain. Don't you so, have to at least fight people who are on their way to the mountaintop? Yeah, he fought. Not, not, not the people down at the base of the mountain? Yeah. And, and that's... That's how I feel about that. Exactly how I feel, what you're saying. But I'm going to leave that alone. We're going to get into that one later, uh, like later on in another show. But um, I also wanted to talk about today was uh, we're getting close to the holiday. We're getting close to the holiday season. And 
I tell everybody, if you're having a big Thanksgiving, you need to go get some of these things early. Because it ain't nothing that you could just be like, oh, like one thing I know for sure is pie crust. Pie <laughs> crust, you better make sure you got your deep freezer early. Because if you think you're going to get some pie crust later on, mm-hmm. it ain't going to work out like that. I'm, I'm just here to let you know. I agree. What, what else? You, what else you think about? What else you think about on the list? I got a whole list. I'm about to go down. Um, what's something else that I, I I tried to go get late and I couldn't get? I think it was yams. I think yams is one of the things I couldn't get. No, I had to go to I had to go all the way to Produce Junction to get yams. You might have to get you some fresh yams. Right? No, I always get fresh yams. You don't get the can. No, I don't get canned yams. I'm not a canned yams guy. A canned yams. You're not never a canned yams. A, never been a canned yams guy. <laughs> no canned yams for, for Mr. Holmes. No, no canned yams. No canned <laughs> well, yams. Well, look, there's a whole list of things you can't wait to go get. It is? So besides the yams and the pie crust, don't wait to go get uh, Mrs. Paul's Dutch apple pie frozen a whole lot of people get that dutch apple pie for thanksgiving Mm, so don't let all these people don't let all these people tell you that they made their apple pie from scratch because they are not telling the truth they went to go they went to get mrs paul because i'm telling you that is the closest thing to scratch pie that i've ever tasted out of the freezer it's really that delicious so those sell out those sell out quickly. Eggs, poultry seasoning, mm. poultry seasoning. That's why I stack up. I That's- always keep. I keep three or four cans of poultry seasoning in my uh, cabinet at a time. Depends upon the size of the of the can that I find that I buy. I will keep it so that by Thanksgiving, you know, I've just been rotating and rotating and rotating. And I have enough. Uh, cornbread mix. That's another one. Um, green beans. Because everybody likes to make that green bean casserole. Gone. And I mean, <laughs> the cans of green beans. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't, I don't particularly care for the green bean casserole made with fresh green, green beans. I really don't. I've had it. I've had it made with both canned and fresh. And the fresh just, I don't know. They were, it was made by the same person. And I love their their casserole with the can, but not with the fresh. I don't know. It's something about the way that I don't know. I think it's the texture. Maybe that's what it is. But anyway, those sell out. So don't wait till the last minute. Don't wait till the last minute. For anything that you need to make dressing, don't wait till the last minute to go get potatoes. Because I don't know about you, but in my family, there is no Thanksgiving without potato salad. We must have it. Yeah, and uh, you told me, and you told me you gotta make it. That's what you also <laughs> told me. I make it. That's right. <laughs> no one else makes it but me in my family. So anyway, those are the items, folks. Today is November the 6th. And Thanksgiving is coming up. Thanksgiving is on the 26th. 
No. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, yeah. the 25th. And, the 25th, and let me, that Let me Thursday. just say this. Uh, if you're out there, you're going to get liquor. Drink responsibly, but get your liquor early, okay? Do not do not be that guy at the liquor store on that day trying to get some honey. No one ain't got no more honey. So this is what I want to ask you about liquor. In Philly, do y'all have, in Pennsylvania or whatever, do y'all have liquor stores or, or is it is it like controlled by the state of Pennsylvania or the, I'm sorry, it's, the Commonwealth? Is. Isn't it a Commonwealth of Pennsylvania? Commonwealth I'm state sorry, of Pennsylvania. The Commonwealth yes, of Pennsylvania. And so what have, do you call your stores? It's called the Wine and Spirit liquor store. And um, there's only a select few that's open on Sunday and they uh -huh. close at nine o'clock every day. Besides Sunday, Sunday they got to look like 12 to 5, but they close at 9 o'clock. They do, a, I think it's a 9 and 9, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. So if you wanted, uh, if you wanted some hard liquor like, you know, um, cognac or um, uh, I would say cognac or, you know, uh, some 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 uh, vodka, gin or something like that, you would have to go to the Wine and Spirit. That's controlled by the whole Pennsylvania. But if you um, just wanted, you know, some regular uh, wine or beer, you can get that at the delis or the supermarket or right. places like that. Right. The same here. But in Ohio, they're called the state liquor store. You'll see it on the building, state liquor store, state liquor company, I think is what it's called. And you go in and I mean, wall to wall liquor. Yeah. It's everywhere right same thing here but guess what they call it here what they call it okay so when i first moved to north carolina i kept seeing these buildings with these signs on these little, little stores called the abc store <laughs> right didn't question it i didn't question it just you know oh, okay abc i'm thinking abc like a b c d e f g i'm thinking it's a kid's store like like a kid's educational store or something like that, right? Long time, didn't say a word about it. One day I'm at my sister's, this is before I moved down here, before I moved down here actually. Um, and I asked her, I was like, she kept saying, go to the ABC, go to ABC and get something. And I just kind of looked at her. I said, wait a minute, what does ABC stand for, Sheila? And she said, alcoholic, beverage is it company i'm going to say it's company i'm gonna look it up but that's what abc means mm. it's where they sell liquor just like at home in ohio is the state liquor company well that just surprised me but anyway no because in uh in georgia i forgot what it's called but it's not called the liquor store and there's a bunch of them and uh, and they got water wall liquor in there too. Posters of, you know, Rick Ross holding his bottles, and they got a poster of the Rock next to his stuff, and you know, mm -hmm. um, but it's it's not called the liquor store either. And then you know yeah. they, and then they got the extra stuff that's behind the behind the, uh, the cash register. You know, that's usually where I get my due say at. But then don't don't wait to the last minute to get your stuff. As a matter of fact, if you're oh, watching this, it's go alcoholic get your stuff beverage. Now. Alcoholic beverage control. I had a feeling it was control. I had, and a it's regulated it by the Alcoholic Beverage Control Commission. 
Mm, mm, mm. You can't buy liquor on Sunday. Yeah. And you a lot of people a lot of people don't know that. In the stores. Right. On Sunday, but not until after 12 noon. On not Sunday. Much. We ain't got that problem. I think it's 12, either 11 a.m. or 12 noon. So you can buy beer and wine in the store, but you can't buy. Man, I tell you, I, I just never heard of that. Not only reason I know that the liquor store open, only reason I know that the liquor store in Pennsylvania is open at 9 a.m. Because when I was working at 6 a.m., we would try to get a bottle, but we had to wait till <laughs> 9. We had to wait till 9 a.m. to get a bottle so we could drink on the job. Let me That's tell the you only reason I know that. You know, most of the time when I go to the grocery store, I've changed now, but before when I first moved down here, I would go to grocery stores on Sundays. I always would go Sunday morning because there was fewer people in and I would try to go, if I didn't go to church that morning, I would go while I thought people were still in church. So that's what I would do. I would, or, and then if I would go to church, I would go, you know, after church. Well, we would get out of church early. You know, we, it didn't last long. And um, I would go to the grocery store and sometime I would pick up a bottle of wine. I remember many times I'm in line and she's like, ma'am, you, you can't buy that yet. It's not time. And I'm thinking, you know what? I keep forgetting that. It's not like I'm buying wine all the time. So, but I remember that. I remember buying, being told I couldn't buy wine. I also remember getting carded because they say, you know, anybody under 35, anybody that looks like they're under 35, they're going to card. And I was well over 35 at the time. And a couple of times I have been in food line and I've gotten carded. And so I'm like, <laughs> I loved it. Loved it. Yeah, they, uh, I remember one time we took my dad out for his birthday. So he forgot his ID. So the lady was like, well, you can't get no drinks because you don't have ID. And I don't know that you're over 30. He said, these are my two kids right here. <laughs> <laughs> what more do I need? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but they want you to have that ID. They can't take said, your word. He said, these are my two kids right here. Both of them. They, don't, they my... didn't know if y'all didn't meet in the parking lot. Say, hey, right. can you go get me some liquor? But yeah, holidays fast approaching. It's already first weekend in November. First weekend in November. Uh... The time is about to fall back. Hence the name to the show, Fall Back. We popping off. <laughs> All right. But but uh yeah, the time is about to fall back. And um a lot of people like this fall back time. To me, like I said before, eh, that's whatever. You know, fall back, spring forward. Eh, it's whatever. I've been and I've been kind of like this since I want to say since about 15 years old. You know, because everybody used to be excited. Yeah, time went back. And I'd be like, yeah, but I don't feel no different. Oh, I'm trying to say, I, I don't feel no different time went back, time went forward. I don't feel no different. Like, you ain't feel the extra hour of sleep? No. <laughs> I didn't feel the extra hour of sleep. Only time time going back was a good thing for me was when I used to go clubbing. Because then I got that extra hour in the club. So that was the only time it was a good thing. But then it was a bad thing six months later. Because I lost the hour. So then it was like, never mind. Never mind at all. I ain't, whatever. For me, I'm just, I didn't, I love it. You know, there's a, there's a movement now to end this time change thing. 
All right, well, I'm not they part of that they, movement. They but, don't understand. But I do understand. I don't, I don't understand. I do what's understand the, what they're coming from, doing but it. I'm not part of that movement. Oh, what's the purpose of doing it? It don't make sense to me. Just leave the time of, you know, these young people. They just, they don't know That's anything me, about anything. But then they want to change everything just so for the sake of changing everything. It's just really annoying. But anyway. I didn't know it was a movement. It, it is. You can even, you can even, even Google it. That's crazy. I didn't know it was a There are legislatures all over the nation voting to stop changing the time. I remember there's only one time I heard about them changing the time. And I think, and don't quote me on this, but I think George W was our president at the time. And he was saying it would save a lot of money if we uh just you know had the time going. I think he said if we had the time falling back and we kept it like that, it would save a lot of money and energy. Well, I don't know about all that. I don't. I've never drilled down enough to know, but here's what I will say. I appreciate the time change because I didn't want my little babies, our little babies standing outside in the dark in the complete darkness to get on the bus. That's my thing. Okay. So fall back. Fall back? Because yes. we popping off. Because we popping off. Because we popping off. <laughs> we we popping off. off. But why are we popping off today? We are popping off today, Dennis. Yeah, we are. Well, I, I, call, I called you the other day and I was like mad. About some things. Yeah, you were. <laughs> it was bad. So let's 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 get right into it. Since uh, <laughs> since he since he uh he started this whole week off with this BS. Let's talk about as Buck Flair would say, Karen Rogers. All right. Woo! Woo! Karen Rogers told people that he has my, my fault in his exact words. I'm immunized. That's what he said. That was his exact Yeah, words. I'm immunized. I'm immunized. Yeah, I'm immunized. And then... As he, looked, as he looked down and to the left with his eyes. Right. Mm -hmm. And right. then, come to find out, he tested positive for COVID. Now, I'm not no expert or nothing. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not here to beat nobody up, and I'm not here to help nobody. I'm kind of just in the middle. I'm trying to figure this thing out. Now, just because you're vaccinated, does that mean you can't test positive for COVID? No, it oh. does not mean that. Oh. Just like just because you get the flu vaccine doesn't mean you will never catch the flu. Right. Vaccines are not meant as a cure or a preventive thing. It's a minimizer. That's what vaccines are. Right. So with him testing positive for COVID, immediately everybody wanted to know, well, did he, did, he said that he got his shots. Then people start going back, looking at the footage and saying, no, well, he's around everybody. He ain't got no mask on or nothing. Because mm -hmm. everybody else that didn't take the shot, you know, everybody looking at them. So they, you know, Carson Wentz always got his mask on. You see Lamar mm -hmm. Jackson got his mask on. Cole Beasley took a lot of heat. He got his mask on because they said that they're not taking, you know, they're not taking a shot. Right. And that's fine. Was, that's perfectly was, fine. If they're going to take the necessary precautions after they don't get the, the, I don't have any problem with that. If that's their personal decision, but right. don't, don't be, don't lie. Don't be dishonest about it and put people at risk by going around pretending 
as if you've been vaccinated with no mask, no protection, no social distancing, nothing. And I remember He's in press conferences after game. We've seen it. We've all seen his press conferences. I have yet to see him with a mask on in a press conference. Not uh, one time. I, but you I can remember, tell that uh, the people that are asking, you can even tell that the people that are asking the questions have a mask on. You right. can tell by their voices being muffled instead of it projecting that they have masks on while they're asking these questions. Yeah. What I was going to say is I, rem I remember the Andrew Wiggins situation where he didn't want to get it, and then they were saying that he couldn't play in California. Now, the Golden State played in San Francisco now. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, if you ain't vaccinated, you can't play in San Francisco. It's, I'm thinking that that's just a basketball rule. That's why I'm asking this. Because Carson Wentz played San Francisco in San Francisco I think it was a couple of Monday nights ago. Mm -hmm. Or oh, was it Sunday night football? It was one of them two. Outside, outdoors. Outside, yeah. outdoors. And, and they mm -hmm. played at the stadium. And I, I'm trying to figure out, is that just a basketball rule that you can't play in San Francisco? No, 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 no. It's an indoor rule. Oh. In California, you cannot go inside buildings like public spaces. Oh. Unless you've been vaccinated, you cannot go in without masks. No, also, it, if, if, if it's larger venues, if I'm, if I'm mistaken, our California friends, correct me if I'm wrong, but from what I understand, if it's a larger venue, then unless you're vaccinated, you can't come indoors. It's not even with masks or not, no masks. You don't get the vaccine. You cannot come in these large spaces with thousands of people. So let's say let's say you have a um, you have a, a a bar, and the maximum capacity of the bar is seventy people. Well, you can go in there if you're not vaccinated with a mask. But in a ten thousand people arena, fifteen thousand people arena, mm. can't go in there unless you're vaccinated. Mm. And why? Because California. I mean, the rap, the, the the rate at the spread was so quick. What else did you expect them to do? I ain't mad at them. Yeah, no, I'm not saying you. I'm saying the larger you. What did what did they expect California to do? Just have no rules, no mandates. Just let everybody just go do what you want to do. It's freedom, you know. We're the U.S. Just be free. My issue with the whole situation, Dennis, is what I said before. This is not a matter of freedom or liberty. This is a matter of public health. I believe that people need to fully understand what the definition of public health is, why it's important, and look at the history. Then come back and see me. Come back and see me. Huh. I was just I just had a conversation with somebody Wednesday. And they still were deciding. They had made an appointment to go get their vaccine finally. And she called me because she wanted to ask me about it because no one in her family knows that she has not had the vaccine. She almost felt ashamed. And I said, there's no need to feel ashamed. I don't want you to feel that way. She said, well, I've been called all kinds of names, X, Y, Z. Long story short, the bottom line thing I told her is this. I said, when is the last time you had a headache? 
She said, what? I said, when is the last time you had a headache or a toothache or anything like that? Like a pain in your knee? She said, probably a couple of weeks ago. And I said, did you take anything for it? She said, yeah, I took some aspirin. I said, what's in the aspirin? Got him. <laughs> Got you him. See how silent I am now? That's how Got silent him. she was. I said, <laughs> what's in it? I don't, I, I, it, I don't know. It's aspirin. What is aspirin? What's the side effects of aspirin? What can it do if you take too much of it? How does it affect your body? How is it absorbed in your body? Do you know that? No. I said, so, I mean, I don't, done. I mean, that was it. We were on Zoom. So you see how I'm talking all animated? That's how I was talking. That, I, said, see, that's I just don't understand what else you want me to say. I said, you have to make your decision for you, but you got two children. You got a husband that's already ill. What happens if both of y'all are not there for those children? See, people ain't ready. I, people, I didn't people say ready anything for them, else. People ain't ready for them hard questions. No, no. They don't want them hard questions. What's in it? What's in it? They don't want them hard when questions. When you go out to eat, right? right? You go out to eat and we are conditioned to trust that when we go out to eat, we look around, the place looks clean, we're safe. And the food that we get is clean and safe. We don't know what's going on in that kitchen, yet we go out to eat all the time. Yep. We go to the drive-thru. You don't know if they just dug in their nose before they made your sandwich or not. You don't know. But guess what you do? You still go. Yep. You still go. Don't talk yes. to me about what I'm careful of what I put in my body. Okay. And don't even tell me about the people who think that they're, they're clean eaters. So they go get all organic. Let me tell you something. I can create anything I want, tag it organic and put it out for sale. You would not know. I could have made it in my bathroom. Wow. I could have used toilet water. You wouldn't know because who's going to regulate me here in Durham, North Carolina at the farmer's market. Nobody. By the time, by the time they catch up to, to me to investigate me, and by they I mean the feds or the government, I'm going on to the next farmer's market to sell my product. You don't know what whether it's organic or not. Miss me with all this, you don't know what it is that you're putting in your body. I'm protecting my body. No, you're not. You know what you're doing? You're making this an issue that is not even about. It's not about that. It's about public health. I have yet to meet one person that can challenge me on that and put me in my place and tell and prove to me that I'm wrong about that. This is a public health issue. Bottom line, like a damn seatbelt. I'm off my soapbox now. Oh, I'm sorry. What I wanted to say was, uh, see, you asked the question about Tylenol. I would ask the question about alcohol. Okay. That too. Yeah, you we... drink liquor, don't you? Tell me what's in. Mm -hmm. Because you you'll drink bathtub booze. You ain't That's asking right. about that. You'll go to a party. They'll have a trash can. 
I've seen people drink because they had punch in a trash can. You ain't got now, not me. Don't they assume me they assume that's a trash can that they bought, decorated it for the party, but it's a trash can. You you assuming that that's what they did, that that's not their trash can that they just used for trash that they washed out. You're assuming that you don't know that. And weed, you get weed, you go out of town, you go get weed from somebody. You don't even know the weed man. You don't know what they put in it. That's why people dying. We laced with a uh, fin fit. What's that word? No, fit no, fit no, fit no. Killing people, fit dying, no. smoking weed, because they think it's just weed. They're cutting weed with all kind of crap now. It's not weed like it was back in my day. It don't even smell the same. The smell it stinks now. It's so disgusting the way it smells now. I don't want it anywhere around me. That's just me. And I know there are people on us in, in in the comments who smoke weed probably, and I'm this is not an anti weed message. Please understand that's not what I'm saying. All I'm saying is the people who keep coming to, at me with this, I don't know what's in it. They made it too fast. I don't believe in it. You need to start asking yourselves these questions about the things that you're putting in your body willingly. And ask yeah. yourself truly, why is it that you're resistant to this vaccine? Why? Well, Trisha Joy, Trisha Joy had a question. She said, what does immunize mean? So let's, let's look that up. Immunized. Let's see. Mm -hmm. Two days ago. <laughs> can you be immunized if you're not vaccinated here's what the cdc and the world health organization have to say if a person claims to be immunized against covid19 what exactly do they mean in some cases it depends on who is making the claim and which definition they subscribe to the terms immunization and vaccination are often used interchangeably to describe the process by which an individual is made resistant to disease such as COVID-19. But as far as the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is concerned, immunization only occurs after vaccination and does not refer to protection that comes from a previous infection. The CDC's definitions for immunizations reads as follows. Immunization, a process by which a person becomes protected against a disease through vaccination. This term is often used interchangeably with vaccination or inoculation. The World Health Organization's definition differs slightly. Immunization is the process whereby a person <clears throat> is made immune or resistant to an infection typically by the administration of a vaccine. So either way, he lied. And this is what people are so mad about because when he was asked the question about being vaccinated, he said, sure, I'm, I'm in, I, I, what do you say? I'm immunized. As he looked down to the left, right? As he looked down into the left and cocked his head. And I knew he was lying when he said it. Before this news of him being positive came out, Plus, I know 
his affiliation politically. So I knew he was lying when he said it. Which is a whole nother subject. But that's what the CDC in the World Health Organization define immunization as. If you say the word immunization is always connected to vaccination or inoculation, either word you want to use, neither of which he got. He didn't get that. And then when did you hear him say that he followed the advice of Joe Rogan? I'm like, where did Joe Rogan go to medical school? <laughs> where did he take biology classes from? When did he become a scientist, an immunologist? He's a good podcaster. When? When, when did he get that, that designation? I want to see the certificate. Show me the accreditation. Show it to me. Girl. Woo, man. You would think oh. these people paying my bills that got me so mad this week. No, I don't. And you know, I, I've, I, I've talked I to you, you several times this week, and I have not. I have not felt well this week. I haven't felt well since last Sunday. I've been sick all week, and every day something else these people have been saying about these particular subjects we're going to talk today have really made me angry. And I'm like, Dennis, why am I so angry? None of them are paying my bills or affecting my life. But why does this have me so upset? Why does it have me so upset, Dennis? I don't know. I, I need you to. I need you to help me understand myself at this moment. Well, you know what? I just can't. <clears throat> uh, this Aaron Rodgers thing was getting to you from the offseason. I do have to admit that from the offseason when he was saying he didn't want to play with the Packers, and you know he don't know if he's going back. He may retire. All that. I'm sorry, Karen Rodgers. All of that drama right there was the stirring up. And right. I can understand where, um, you know, people were saying that, you know, Aaron Rodgers should be suspended for a game. I mean, he might get suspended for a game or two, but this this all might be working in the Packers' favor, which nobody is talking about because this is year two with Jordan Love, and they need to see exactly who he's going to be if he's going to take over. So this might be all working in their favor. Notice all these COVID-19 tests is coming up after these Halloween parties. I, I'm, I'm just noticed that I'm noticing that, you know. Um, yeah. Halloween parties where people were intermingling with no mask on. Right. So, you know, those are some of the things. And I, and I really think they want to see if Jordan Love is the guy because they need to know. So that way they can just easily just, you know, exit Aaron Rodgers. I think he's going to get the same exit interview that Brett Favre got. I always said that. I said you should have paid attention to what they did to Brett Favre because they're yes, going to do the did. same thing to you. Mm -hmm. Yep, you did say that. Yep, you have always said that. And going to do the same thing to you. If you think you was bigger than Brett Favre, you, you damn near the same guy unless you won another Super Bowl. But you damn near the same guy as Brett Favre. Well, Trisha Joy said that um, Aaron Aaron Rodgers is lying by definition. Yes, yeah, he, he like I said, lying. he he is lying by definition. Yes, he is. And I'm sorry, Dennis. I know you said maybe spend a game. Let me tell you, if 
they better be glad that I am not in charge of what goes on in the NFL. I'll put it that way. You ain't Roger Goodell? Yeah. Because <laughs> let me tell you, you know, I love Roger. That's my boo. But anyway, let me tell you this. Because seven. if I had it my way, not only would he be fined, he would be suspended three to five games and the team would be fine. And I would pull draft pick, picks from round one through four. Dang. All of that. Want nobody All else of it. Want nobody else lying about the, uh, being, tell you uh, something. Indianized. You got to make an example of some people. You know, they always want to make an example of certain folks, certain players. I would do this one. Because, I mean, he deliberately misled everyone. But here's the caveat to that. What do you think, Dennis? Don't you believe that Green Bay Packers, the organization, knew? Yeah, I believe they knew. But not only do I believe that they knew, I think that they got enough because this is a this is a town on uh NFL team. So I think that they got enough time to where they could have sponged something together to say no, he is vaccinated. I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you. This stuff is written in pen. This ain't nothing that's you know certified, stamped, and nothing like that. It's written in pen. Right. They could craft him a Card, right, you ain't gonna go to jail for having no fake card. There ain't no jail time for having no fake uh vaccine card, vaccine card, vaccine, vaccine. <laughs> well, it depends on how you use it. If you use it to get something under false pretense, yes, you can. It can mean some type of crime is committed. It depends on the you know, loosely depends on the situation. But in essence, what you're saying is correct. So if you if y'all was too lazy to do that, then y'all deserve whatever y'all get. That's the way I see it. If well, you like, too lazy well, to get CYA is always in the play. Cover your always. ass. Always. CYA, always. cover your ass. So and I always talk about it, that. Go ahead. If you're not in it to cover your ass, th this is your fault. That's why you always gotta get documentation. And believe me, my sister will tell you, I am. I'm the, I'm the documentation queen. Yes, I am. Right. You can't be the document. You cannot be documentation. Trisha Joy says six years in jail, it can get you for having a false, false uh, vaccination card. Well, if they prove it's false, you can get six years in jail. Mr. Trisha oh, Joy said. Uh, I think that's what she's talking about. It's a, That's right, OG. It's attempted murder. It's a public health issue. That's what it is. This is a, not a liberty issue. And um, what's up, June? June in the comments. June OG the also said Aaron Rodgers lied. Hope the NFL enforce the rules and take action. Attempt to harm folks without mask covering. That's my issue. He deliberately misled people into believing he was vaccinated. So he walked around all facilities and on the planes with the fellas, everything, no mask. Oh. How, I mean, how do you, you in, you in press conferences, no mask. You in the locker room, no mask. There's footage of him at the football game in somebody's other player's face talking to him this close. 
no mask, no mask, and you haven't been vaccinated, which means you could, you know, you're more likely to pick it up and carry it somewhere and spread it. That's, I just got a problem. That's Karen Rogers, but let's get on to this, uh, you know, to, to Duke's, I would say Duke's finest, ESPN's own Jay Williams. Mm. Jay Williams had a... It's funny how this story spilled over into him. Right, because Jay Williams had a problem with Stephen A. Smith because he felt as though he wasn't given the same energy that he did with the Kyrie situation. Really? That, that, yeah, I... That's what he felt, you know. Um, and Stephen A. As Stephen A. Defended himself, he said, "This Kyrie thing ain't just about the vaccine. Kyrie just seemed to want to take days off, just cause." Which is true. You, uh, the coach, even said they ain't know where Kyrie was. Steve Nash, right? You know, he, he he's like the he's like the Dennis Rodman of our time on taking days mm-hmm. off. True. The difference is Dennis Rodman. But this is the difference with Dennis Rodman and and, uh, Kyrie Irving. Phil Jackson knew where Dennis Rodman was. That's how he was able to tell Jordan where he was so he can go get him. They didn't know where Kyrie was. He just disappeared. And then later going to call and say, I just got some personal stuff going on. And this has not happened one time. This happened multiple times. I don't know. He has had to take days off for personal reasons. Now, I'm not one. I'm a person who I I get. I have to miss time from work a lot, especially over the last five or six years because I've been fighting various illnesses or whatever, right? And treatment and blah blah blah. That's different. So I'm not one to say. Who am I to say? Oh, through everything. You gotta be there every day, show up. No, that's not who I am. But here's what I will say. Why are you always looking for a reason to not come to work? And that was Stephen A. Smith's, that's in the back of his mind as he was talking about the first Kyrie situation, dealing with whether or not he was going to get vaccinated and whether or not he was going to be there to play. That's the point he was making when he talked about it on first take the first time. Jay Williams was trying to make it about something else, about the vaccine. No, that's not what it's about. It's not about whether or not he gets the vaccine. It's about the fact that this is the guy who invited and encouraged KD and Donut Boy to come to the Nets. They gave up and sacrificed whatever they sacrificed to come there on the strength that Kyrie said, come play with me. We're going to go do this together. Then they get there. COVID comes, pandemic. Everybody's agreeing. We're going to try to get this chip. Everybody's getting vaccinated and whatnot, except you. That's the issue. And he said it repeatedly on his show that that's the issue. 
So Jay was wrong, but he had a problem. He's all puffed up coming on the show. I don't know if you guys, you guys can comment in the, in the uh, comments if you saw him on first take, but when he came onto the set, I told you, he came out like he was ready to whoop Stephen A's behind. And what did Stephen A say, Dennis? Stephen A looked at him like, uh-oh, fall back. You better fall back. <laughs> it's the name of our show today. He's like, ho, hold up. What's up? What's up? He's like, you looked at him like, what's You would have thought they were outside. I'm serious, in the hood. Stephen A became Stephen A from New York, Stephen, Stephen A. Queens. Queens, Stephen A. Because he was like, well, what, what's up? And he gave him that look. He said, you coming on here like you about to, well, well, all right, let's get into it then. I mean, he was ready after that because Jay Williams came on set like, mm, I'm about to tell you. But you can talk about some of the things you heard him say in that video you watched. Yeah, well, like I said, he was talking about that he wasn't using the same energy. Um, but my thing, my thing about Kyrie, um, and I'm, I'm not hating on Kyrie, but I don't remember this Kyrie in Cleveland. Yeah, I'm a fan of Kyrie. I'm a yeah. fan of Kyrie all the way back to Duke. I love Kyrie Irving. I've always felt he was unfairly treated when he was in Cleveland. I've been pro Kyrie on it. What was he unfairly treated in Cleveland about? Well, I felt like I felt like they could have listened to him more about certain things, but we don't have to get into that now. But only thing, I, been, only thing I felt as though that he deserved was Finals MVP. That was it. Well, I did think so too, but you know, we were yeah, in the minority. I, right. I I felt as though he deserved Finals MVP, and he didn't get it. And I and I understand why he was the upset. Thing, the, but the things that I'm talking about is some other stuff, some other team stuff that we can have on another show, but. But I, I, I'm just saying that to say I am a Kyrie fan. So my my comments today are strictly about this situation. I have no bias against him. Is what I'm saying. I no, like I don't either. I don't. I, I I love Kyrie. I, I I love his Uncle Drew character. I love his his um his dad. I know she's dead. I've seen videos with him. Is it his dad? I think it's his dad. Yeah, his dad or his uncle. No, his dad. I've seen videos with them uh, playing each other. I mean, and, and, the, and, the, and the thing, the back and forth, they get, it's cool. I love him. And Uncle Drew, love Uncle Drew character. I, I love that movie. Yes. Love, love Uncle Drew, love the movie, man. Kyrie, Kyrie, Kyrie is a great player, but I, I just think, you know, things like this is, is really going to set him apart. Uh, as far as sorry, his legacy. As far as his legacy from being you know, one of the greatest, because he mm -hmm. he has an opportunity to grow down to be as one of the greatest. He nobody can match his handles right now. No. I don't care nobody say in a basketball game when you watch him, he's better than Chris Paul. He's, yeah, he's Chris better, Paul. not not by a whole lot, but he's got the edge on Chris Paul with those handles. And Chris Paul ain't, ain't really been known for his handles that much. It was more of a, when you think of Chris Paul, you more so think about, you know, a mid-range guy with, uh, with, with court vision that's through mm -hmm. the roof. 
in the general on, on the floor. Joshua will bake. Josh Bailey's in the in the comments. What's up, Josh? Said Kyrie is a great player, but is a weirdo flat earther. That is true. That is true. But you know what? The comments, like I said, the comments I'm making today are not influenced by any of that. He is a little strange on some of his ideas to me, but as a baller, he's a baller. And if I had to pick, I would want him on my team. If he's going to play, I would pick him to be my, you know, on my team if I needed to. I definitely would. I would pick him to be on my team as well. Um, but what are your thoughts about what Jay Williams said and Stephen A's response to him? I think Stephen A's response is perfect when he said that I'm not mad at Kyrie for the vaccine. I'm also mad at Kyrie for him missing those games. And then Jay Williams was like, well, it was just like you, you know, you was taking, you know, he was trying to make it a black and white thing, but it wasn't a black and white thing. You know, it was more so, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers messed up. He needed to be, you know, suspended as Stephen A. Smith, he called him a liar, you know, but he said that that was his guy. He always says, you know, Aaron Rodgers is the bad man, but he just ain't bad enough to keep winning championships. That's all. He's a big, Stephen A. Smith trepidation at the beginning of his comments about Aaron Rodgers is because he thinks so highly of him as a player. He, he believes that Aaron Rodgers is probably the greatest pure quarterback, you know, just greatest skilled quarterback he's ever seen play the game. That's what he believes. That's why he is a fan. And so when he realized that he lied, it bothered him so much. It's, it's almost like, okay, I'm going to compare it to a black player. Stephen A. Smith believes that Michael Jordan is a GOAT. He has made that clear. LeBron James, he will never consider to be the GOAT. If he found out that Michael Jordan had egregiously lied about something and put people in harm's way, lied on an organization, lied about this, lied about something this egregious, he would respond the same way that he responded about Aaron Rodgers. White player, black player, it doesn't matter. I believe, like, like you were just saying, Jay was trying to make it seem as if he, Stephen A. Smith only came down in the way he did on Kyrie because he's a black player, but gave a pass to the white player. What do you think about that, uh, Dennis? I think it's not true. You know, uh, it's not true. Not true at all. Uh, no. Like I said, Steve, Stephen A. Just like I said, he was just giving. He was just when you're on TV every day, you're gonna make some mistakes, and he he took the smallest mistake of oh that's my guy. Oh this, he was giving his point. That's what he was doing. He was just giving his point. He's on again. He's on TV every day. You're gonna make mistakes. It happened. And they had just found out about what Aaron Rodgers did. It was a new story. And that's what he pointed out to Jay. What are you talking about? It was a new story. We just found out about it. And he said, and this is my initial reaction. So before I had time to find out anything else, this is my initial reaction. Oh my God, this dude is lying. This dude lied to us, all of us. And then Jay Williams was like, with this, I don't know, it's almost fake looking to me. This 
fake outrage is just seemed like to me. And again, let me, just like I said about Kyrie, I have been a, a Jay Williams fan since college. Okay. I was crushed when he got into the car, got in the car, the uh, motorcycle accident and basically ruined his career because he was on pace to become a great in the NBA. I felt like he was that skilled. Okay. So this is not about any hate for, for Jay Williams. I love Jay Williams until last year during the last dance. And the real Jay Williams, or I should say the new Jay Williams, came out because he wasn't like this when he was in college. The ideas and the things that I heard him say were not like what he is now, in my opinion. So I'm not that big of a fan of his as I used to be, but it has nothing to do with what I'm talking about on this issue. I just want to make that clear. He, I felt like he was out of pocket. I felt like the way his mannerisms when he came on the show, like he about to kick Stephen A's ass. That was wrong, out of pocket, unprofessional. Don't want to see that shit again. And I believe they had words about that during the break. Because when they came back, you could see the tension on the camera. You can even see Molly looking at him like, I can't believe this dude just did this. Okay? You know, I can read Molly's face pretty well. Especially her eyes. Yeah, she does. She don't have a poker face. No. no. And um, by the end of their conversation, even Molly was on Stephen A's side. She right. made it. It was clear by the things that she was saying. But wait a minute. But didn't he? What well, doesn't he? I mean, the way that she, she and she was like, well, he had the something, something, something in the support of Stephen A. It is clear to me. He has, Jay Williams took what Stephen A said. He was, well, even Jay Williams even admitted that he was sitting up watching people's reaction, trying to see how they respond to Aaron Rodgers versus how they responded to Kyrie Irving. So he was looking for any little nuance he could point at and say, see, he, he's not as mad there. This proves it, check. See. He's not as mad there. He didn't use the word stupid or dumb. He said that Stephen A called him stupid. Stephen A didn't call him stupid. It's not what he said. Mm. And Stephen A explained and repeated what he actually said when he was talking about Kyrie. He didn't call him stupid. But it's stupid. It's, it's, his actions were, but he didn't say that he is. And, and, and Stephen A also mentioned like I said on our show on Talk Your Ish Tuesday, you make millions of dollars. You know what I'm saying? You make you make in six eight figures. You're making at least eight figures. You got the money to get any type of evidence, documentation, proof, anything that you need any information you need to make a decision and here we are a year and a half into a pandemic and you're still on the fence i don't understand that you can fly scientists into your house you don't even have to leave your house 
You can pick up the phone and, and your people can pick up the phone and say, Kyrie Irving would like to talk to you, scientists, about this, whatever. And they'll do it because you're Kyrie Irving, NBA superstar. But you're on the fence. You still don't know. It just makes me question, what are you watching on YouTube? Remember, this is the same guy who's a flat earther. Yeah. Right? Which now he says now that he's changed his mind and he was really joking. No, no, you believe that that mess that they have on YouTube, people talking about flat earth. If you flat if you if you search by flat earth on YouTube, you can find all kinds of crack pots on there talking about the earth is flat and how the government's been lying to us all these years. There are some people that are just predisposed to believe nonsense like that, Dennis, is what I'm saying. And what shocks me the most about this is that Kyrie is a very intelligent brother. That's also something else that Stephen A. said. He's intelligent. I just don't understand what's going on. I'm team Stephen A. in this in this argument. I, I felt like I feel like Jay Williams actually owes him an apology. That's what I feel. Mm, well, I mean, he started off with love, so I understand. But uh, I'm, I'm gonna leave that one alone. Let's let's get on to uh, one of the biggest news that they just keep reoccurring with new information every single day. So uh, over this weekend or I must say this week, Henry Ruggs got into a car accident. Uh, they said he was going 156 miles an hour. He uh, crashed into another car, and I think he ended up killing one person. He killed the driver of the other vehicle and her dog. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and, he, uh, and his girlfriend who was in the car with him also got injured. Seriously he, injured. She's seriously injured. And we were sitting here and we were talking about this on Talk You Wish. And, and what is his you know, name? What was his name? Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs, that's right. Henry Las Ruggs. Vegas Raiders. Las Vegas Raiders, who lost a best friend, I think, to a uh, car accident, to a, a drunken car accident. That's why every time he scored a touchdown, he would throw the three up. That's right. That's where, that's right. I forgot about that, Dennis. Thanks for remind, oh. reminding me. He would throw the three up. And, um, you know, th this was disturbing news. And, and every time you heard something, you know, you heard something a little different. Like, you know, they saying he got out the car and then a car crash. And, you know, the girl from the other car crash, she was on fire. He didn't even go over there to help. Um, there's other people saying that he was going 124, but he ended up going all the way up to 156 miles per hour. you drive 156 miles per hour in a Corvette in a city and you're not on a racetrack? How do you even do that? I, I don't know. I, don't, I mean... I know those guys that are, that are drag racers that do it. I know those guys because they, you know, I, I used to used to be around that Fast and Furious little lifestyle, just a little bit in my life. I was around it. Um, 
I know some guys that get drunk and don't know that they're going that fast. I got a that's, homie got drunk, didn't, didn't know he was going 100 miles an hour. Well, see, that, that's what I was getting to. Right. <clears throat> um, and wasn't his blood alcohol like twice the legal limit? Twice the legal limit. And he's, yeah, so he, he didn't know what he was doing. That, and, and I'm trying to figure out how do you, as, as a bar owner, as a bartender, like I said, I've been a bouncer. And I, those, those are things that we look out for. But how do you know when to tell them to stop or, you know, to keep them inside or? It's, it's weird, man. It's weird. I, it's, it's one of them things like you got to tell them to stop, stay inside, eat some bread, you know, drink some water. You got to tell them all that. And they, they, you know, they think they're above the law. They're a superstar. So they ain't trying to hear what you got to say. They trying to leave and go home. Now well, here's you, something. You, got a, you got a big fight with a superstar. True. Well, here's something else to consider too. We don't know if he left the place where there was a large crowd of people. Bartenders may not have seen when he left. They may not have been in, in the close proximity when he decided to leave. He and his girlfriend decided to leave. You know what I'm saying? They could have been sitting at a table way off inside and decided, okay, let's go. And then just walked on out the door. Bartenders serving drinks, got other patrons. You know, they yeah, may not have known. You see what I mean? Yeah. It, it, yeah, it'd be different if he was sitting at the bar when he drunk all these drinks. And he gets up and the bartender sees him and says, whoa, 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 whoa. You know what I'm saying? That's that's one well, scenario. Well, here's another report that came out. The, the bartender said that he had 18 shots. There's only 26 shots in a bottle. That's right. I forgot you know that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, know. Ahead, I know you only, know. There's only 26 bottles, 26 shots in a fifth. If he had 18, I mean, damn, there's just the whole bottle. What are you doing letting him leave? Well, if he, that's what I'm saying. If they actually saw him get ready to leave, you're right. But my thing is, why would you serve a person 18 shots? Well, they're going to keep doing what they're going to do to get that money. I understand no, that. No, 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 There's dram laws. You've heard of dram laws, I'm sure, as a bar. Yeah, but they're not the same in every state, though. Right. And he was in Nevada, right? Right, and if he and if he got bottle service, you don't know. Like that's what I'm saying. Like you don't, you really don't know. Well, I don't know what the lot what the Nevada dram laws laws are. I do know what they are where I live, and uh, establishments that serve alcohol have some culpability if that person leaves their establishments and gets in an accident due to being intoxicated. Right, but if they, that's why I said they got bottle service. That means that they're subject to drink the whole bottle. What? How do you know? These are. I these guess are you. I guess you I, know by what you serve them. If you serve them a bottle and they go, you go over there, the bottle's gone. Well, she knew. She knew exactly. So, I think they got uh, what I want to say is top life bottle service to the point. That they actually had a bartender right with them, serving them the shots from the bottom. I, I believe oh, okay. that's how they had it. You know, with oh, the orange okay. juice and the mixed drinks and the cranberry juice and the ice and everything. You know, 
set up but, and stationed by where they were sitting is right. what you're saying like right. their own separate bartender just for them right and mm -hmm. and if that's if that's the case then that bartender scenario then yeah. that bartender should have you know we, we we was doing things old school we had flashlights everybody had flashlights that mm -hmm. bartender should have flashlight a security guard to come over and talk to her, she could have told the security guard, listen, watch him because he had 18 shots. Don't let him how many did How many did she have? The bartender? No. The uh, His girlfriend. That, that's, I, ain't, I didn't see that story. Right. I didn't see that story. So and, my question, know, every, let me tell you, I always got questions about the passenger especially a passenger that gets seriously injured in a drunk driving accident. Right. Were they drinking? Were they, they need, were they intoxicated as well? Did they know how intoxicated he was? Did they and watch we, him get in the car and decide to drive? And where was Did the they, point where it was like, babe, I don't think we should drive, let's just get over. Right. So if, but if she's intoxicated, then she probably wasn't within her mind to do that. But here's the problem. There's such a thing in liability. Oh, for people who are listening, I have over 20 years of auto insurance claims experience. Okay? So this is what I know. This is not opinion. There is such a thing as assuming the rent, assumption of risk. And when you decide to get in a car with a person that you know is intoxicated, you can actually, the, the insurance company can actually deny your bodily injury claim because you assume the risk when you got in the car with them. So assumption of risk is a legal defense against mm. paying your injury claim from a car accident. I didn't know that. Yeah. But see, I don't put myself in those ridiculous. I know, I know what I'm going, I already know before I leave the house. I'm getting told Listen, there's too many ways that you can travel now. Back in my day, there was nothing but cabs. You either had your own car or a cab. That was when it. I went to, where I went to college, buses didn't run that late at night. Not in nope. Lance, not in East Lansing, Michigan. They didn't run that late at night. So if you were drinking, you damn better get a cab home. And that's all you had if you didn't have your own car or a ride with somebody. So we used to take cabs to the, to the club and then take a cab home, to, back to the dorm. That's what you do. And I, In my I 20s, to... after I graduated with, from college, it was the same thing. If you're going to go out and drink, you darn better get it. That's the reason why when we would get there, the first thing you would do was get your drinks. You get your drinks, you get your second one, I'm done for the night. Rest of the night is Sprite and water. Sprite and water. Two, three o'clock in the morning. By that time, everything done wore off and it's time for me to drive home. Yeah. You gotta have sense about it. 18 shots? Why would you even drink to that excess? That's a problem. Yeah, that, that and is, this was on a Monday night, Dennis. This was on a Monday night. Who drinking 18 shots on a Monday night? Was this, what is, was it his birthday? I mean, I don't understand. I, I know he was off that week. 
You know, that was a bye week. They were on a bye. Yeah. But I, I, believe, I guess they don't I, have curfew unless they have a game. I don't know. That ain't that ain't something that you just you just like spring on to to do no 18 shots. You've been doing that since college. You've been you've been you've been drinking like that since college. And back then, if something happened, you made a phone call to whoever and they cleaned it up. Now you got you, you got the eyes on you. You got too many eyes on you now. So you just can't make that phone call to whoever and they clean it up. Well, I, I just 18, 18 shots. That's the that's the whole fucking mile. 18 shots. I, 18 shot. I have never, I can't even get past three in a night. Well, I can get past that. No, I can't. I can't I get could, past three get in past. a whole night. Yeah, man. I, get past. Yeah, I could drink some ENJ, but not a, not more than three shots in a night. Oh, okay. Well, see, I'm not a big drinker. I'm really not. I'm a two drink maximum chick when I go out. I've been, oh, now, that's I'm, been my now, rule now, since going out, that's, a great, that's a great thing going out. I'm talking about in the house. Well, even in the house. Uh-uh. The times that you and I be in Zoom and we take a drink, you see my little drink I come up with this much, and mm -hmm. that's about it. So I, I mean, I don't know what else to say about it. This is just a tragic story. And then you're talking about the Las Vegas Raiders. They just went through the whole uh, John Gruden thing. Now this. This is the Raiders. <laughs> this is this is the Raiders, and not and a lot of people saying that's because they in Las Vegas. What you expect? No, nah, they did the same thing in Oakland. They did the same thing in South Dakota. They did the same thing in Montana. All right, this is just the Raiders. Let me tell you, it's a lot of alcoholism in Montana. That's what people yeah. don't know, but that's a whole other story. But, but you're they right. They did the same thing in Idaho. They've been drinking that potato potato liquor. That's what I was about to say too. The potato lick. <laughs> that potato moonshine. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's such a tragic, it's a tragic thing to me. I, I cannot believe, I can't imagine how the young lady who died, how her family is feeling. You know, um, I, I mentioned to you that I had a very good friend die after being hit by a drunk driver head on here in North Carolina last year before the pandemic broke out. It was like right before March the 15th. It was sometime in there right before March. And um, it, it really broke my heart. That was my girl. I mean, this is a, this is a young lady who, well, she was a, a couple years older than me. And we had already said, if either one of us were to hit the lottery like hit the you know powerball or something that we were going to share it with each other and we were both going to quit our jobs and move to florida and open a bar in the in the florida keys because we both dreamt of doing that and so we decided if either one of us hit that that's what we were going to do because we used to play uh the powerball in a pool right 
And um, so we said that that's what we were going to do. And um, I will never get to do that now because she's gone. She was driving, driving. I think I think she was driving. I can't remember if she was driving home. I think she was driving home from a friend's house or driving to her friend's house. She hadn't been drinking or anything. And this drunk driver came left of center and smashed into her car head on. And you know, she she was driving a Yaris. Do you know what a Yaris is? No. It's a small, it's like a tiny car. Remember when those cars came out? These little small cars? Yeah. It's a tiny car. She was driving a Yaris. And I remember when she first got it, how me and, and some of her other friends were teasing her, talking about, girl, you in this little tin can car? That is so unsafe. But, you know, we used to tease her about it. Never thought that she would be hit head on by a drunk driver and killed. And it just, it really hurt. And so I could imagine what the family of this young lady is, is going through right now. Um, yeah, and, and it's kind of crazy because I remember, you know, uh, it was just two weeks ago that Guru was talking about Andy Reid's son, and he did the drunk driving incident. And, mm -hmm. you know, when every time I think about a drunk driving athlete, number one person I think about is Dante Stallworth and how they suspended his license for the rest of his life. So he had to get a drive. You know, he needed a driver for the rest of his life. Mm -hmm. Um... And and now you know Henry Ruggs does this, and you know it's 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 sad, you know the way things are happening and what's going on. You know, I think he's he's going to definitely need some help. That's for sure. And it was good to see uh, Derek Derek Carr, Carr Derek Carr, the quarterback, uh, mm -hmm. the quarterback for the Las Vegas Raiders, say that I'm gonna make sure that I send him some love. And I'm gonna be there for him. You know what? I, that made me have a lot of respect. I have a lot of respect for Derek Carr because of that. Yeah. Um, to kick him when he's down would not be the thing to do. Yes, no. it was. It was. It was irresponsible. It was terrible. Awful. He, he was being. People call him selfish. Yes, he was selfish because all he was caring about is drinking and himself and partying. Yes, I agree with all of that. If that was my daughter that was killed, I don't know if I would feel this compassion. So I have to acknowledge that. I don't know if I would feel sorry for him or bad for him. I don't know because that's my loved one, but she's not. And right now, how I'm feeling is he deserves to be held accountable and whatever punishment he gets, he deserves it. But I don't believe that he should be made a pariah and ostracized while he's going through what, what he gets while he deserves. He yeah. still deserves for his family who loved him before the incident to still love him after the incident. And those who loved him before should love him now. They just say, you know what? You gotta, you gotta be held. I gotta hold you accountable. How could you do something so stupid? How could you? And he, he probably feel that way right now. 
Yeah, and he's, I mean, just imagine you have to live with that the rest of your life. Having to live with something with killing a person. Yeah. Only the people who have done that can tell you what that feels like. We, we can't imagine what that feels like, Dennis. I mean, no. we've done things, silly little things to people. I'm sure you've hurt somebody's feelings sometime in their life, in your life. Yes, I, I know I have. I've said things and done things that I've regretted to somebody that I care about before in my life. I'm 54, 55 years old. I'm not going to sit up here and act like I've never done anything wrong to anybody ever. <clears throat> How unreal. You wouldn't believe that crap anyway, because it's ridiculous. Everybody no. has. So what I'm saying is everyone has done something. But there is a, uh, an athlete who came out with a tweet about the situation. I'm trying to find it now because I can't remember what his name is. You know, you know, I'm having, really having an issue remembering people's names here lately. Oh, you ain't the only one. <laughs> but he came out with a tweet saying, hey, you know, what he did was, was awful, but, you know, we still need to kind of be here for him. People are mad at this athlete they're mad at him because they're saying that he doesn't deserve any love or support people make mistakes now his mistake yeah. may have taken somebody's life but people make mistakes we've all made mistakes yeah How far should we go with the forgiveness, though, Dennis? Um, everybody deserves a second chance, so I don't, I don't see, I don't see why. Why not? Well, the player that was um, ripped for his uh, tweet was the Giants' Kadarius Tony. Now we were just talking about Kadarius Tony the other day. He was yeah. just mentioned. Wednesday, I think, on Buck Flair show, I think. Buck Flair show. And uh, <clears throat> I have, in the New York Post, this is how they talked about the story. They said that Kadarius Tony has the worst take possible on the Henry Ruggs accident. And he decided the world had to know about it. This is what his tweet said. Young. Everybody makes mistakes. Y'all looking at the situation like this or that because it ain't y'all having so much to say. He know he messed up. Don't drag him for it. That's goofy to me. Just pray. This is the best part of the tweet. Just pray for the families, families plural, involved. That tells you right there he cares about the families, not just his family, but the young lady who died family too. But they said that this is the worst possible take. So they continue, everybody does make mistakes. Few drive while intoxicated at 156 miles per hour, killing a 23-year-old woman and her dog, according to prosecutors. Damian Woody 
was among the over 5,000 people who dragged the Giants receiver on Twitter. And Damian Woody said, some of y'all youngins don't believe in accountability is the problem. A person was killed because of a terrible decision. Tony turned off the replies, but for some reason decided to double down on Thursday morning. And then he said, tough talking don't phase me, gangsta. He tweeted with two laughing faces. He tweeted that back to one person, though. He wasn't saying that everybody, you know, and nothing funny. Nothing's funny about the situation. Everybody yeah, knows that Bugs has been cut by the Raiders. He posted a $150,000 bond and was released from jail Wednesday evening. Oh, yeah, everybody's got something to say. This is just a bad situation, period. Well, I mean, hopefully everything could, uh, hopefully, you know, people learn, people learn a lesson through this, through him and, and you know, bars and bartenders. And it's kind of crazy because they, they just out there for the, you got bartenders only getting $2.35 an hour. Some of them don't get nothing out. Some of them, you got to really work for your tips. Say that again? Some of them only get $2.35 an hour, and then some of them don't make nothing an hour. They work strictly just on tips. Oh, you mean bartenders? The bartenders. So they, they can't, you know, you want to tell them, hey, man, you ain't allowed to hand no more. But then he throw you some more money, and you're like, well, I'm, I'm going to give him some more. Well, maybe that's why I've never been a bartender, even though I always wanted to do that job. I always wanted to try doing that job, like on the side or something. Yeah. I really have always wanted to go to bartending school and do that. But I'd rather just do it for free. I have learned. I'd rather just do it for free and, you know, learn how to make drinks and be real good at it than, mm -hmm. than for me to go to actually a bar and do it because... Uh, the the owner of the bar the the, bar, the manager of the bar ain't gonna pay you what you're worth. Uh, the owner don't give a damn about you. The customers, you know, you gonna get some customers that like. I didn't I didn't see customers follow bartenders like they rock stars. I've seen it. that I, it was weird. My first couple of days actually bartending, it was like, oh, is, is uh is such and such there? Oh no, he ain't in yet. All right, well. Uh, I'm going to come back in an hour. Let me know if you're here. But we're talking about a line of women. I said, this has got to be crazy. I said, so then they came back in an hour. I said, what made y'all come back, you know, just for this one bartender? She's like, he's the best bartender ever. We follow him everywhere. Yeah. Once <laughs> like, you get to be, once you're a good bartender, wherever they go, they, I know that there's a couple here. Wherever they bartending, that's where I'm showing up. Wherever they at? There's a there's a bartender here. She makes my drinks perfectly, perfectly. She's the only person I want to make my drink. I wish I could just carry her around with me. That's how good her drinks are. Yeah. And I get spoiled. I'm spoiled. So if I go to other places, I'm like, this don't taste like her. Mm mm. 
I also That's I, mean. I, I used to I used to go to places and I used to be like, you know, I, I go to bar places to go see bartenders and my thing was like, no, but just give me your best drink. Give me your best drink. Mm -hmm. At nine times out of ten, they try to throw you a Long Island. And my eyes, if they throw me a Long Island, obviously you won't have a best drink. To me, really? I don't think you're that good of a bartender. That's that's to me. Well, let me let me tell you this. Go to a bar and ask them if they can make you a Mai Tai. If you want to test a bartender, ask them if they can make you a Mai Tai. If they make you a good Mai Tai, they're a good bartender. Because Mai Tais, first of all, it's not very popular. And you really have to know what you're doing to make a good one. Some put too much of one thing or the other in it and it tastes disgusting. I've been places, yeah. But I went to, went to a place and asked for a Mai Tai and this dude made me this Mai Tai. We started going out after that. That's how good his Mai Tai was. <laughs> his Mai Tai was banging. And he was at a bar, like a restaurant bar. In, you know, like, do they have a bar area in the restaurant? Yeah. yeah. His name was Simi, so shout out to Simi. But anyway, that dude could make a Mai Tai. That's when I knew he was a great bartender. And then I started getting his other drinks, and sure enough, everything he made, if you can make a good old-fashioned Mai Tai, you're a good bartender. You know what you're doing. You make any if you can make any mixed drink with a with a bourbon that you have to take your time with, and it's good. You're a good bartender. Yeah, but anyway, what else on the agenda? I don't know what else to say. My heart my heart goes out to the family of the young lady who died, <clears throat> Henry Rugg's girlfriend, and Henry Rugg's family because that's three families affected here. And I just, I'm not sure how this is going to turn out. He faces up to like 15 years in prison, I think. Wow. I didn't know, I didn't know that. I did not know that yeah. he faced up to 15 years in prison. That is crazy. Up to, yep. That's what I read yesterday. So it'll be interesting to see how that turns out. For sure. Will. I'm just so sorry about it. Yeah, sorry to hear, but for the you know, for those families, we do pray for y'all. And uh for our next segment, this is a first on the side drum. We actually have a chocolate girl moment <laughs> for this next segment. And I'm gonna mute my mic because you you know you go you go. No, go no, 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 no. You, you you can't move your mic because what you don't know is that this is the interactive chocolate girl moment. Oh, okay. You and I are going to have a discussion. It's not going to be just me doing a rant like some folk do. I don't want to just do a rant. I want to talk to you about this subject because it's really bothering me. Really, really bothering me. And I think that we need to check ourselves as people about this subject. Um, 
we talked a few minutes ago about the conversation that Stephen A. Smith and Jay Williams had on first take about Kyrie Irving versus Aaron Rodgers. Right. I, for one, am very tired of Black people being so quick to say that another Black person either is not Black enough or is a sellout of their own people just because they don't agree <clears throat> with something that person has said. I am tired of that. I'm 55 years old and I am entitled to feel this way because I have had to endure 50 years of this type of craziness. And I'm just about fed up with it. I'm fed up. I'm fed up, man. I really am. I really am. So here's where this is coming from. I remember when we were kids, my parents moved us from in the heart of, of the city of Dayton, Ohio to what they call the township, Jefferson Township. Shout out to my people, maybe Leslie Robinson, maybe watching JT for life. Jefferson Township was the best childhood anybody could have. I loved growing up there. But my parents custom built a house. It was a rather large house and we moved in this house in 1972. All black neighborhood, all black professionals in the neighborhood, went to a great school, school district was great, everything. But here's the thing, I am the daughter of two college graduate parents. Both my mother and father graduated from the greatest HBCU on the planet, North Carolina A&T State University in Greensboro, North Carolina. And yes, to me, that is the great, the number one HBCU in existence. So I'm there, you know, my sister and I, we grew up there. My mother, if anybody, you know, knows my mother, my mother's and father, when they would speak, they always speak and spoke intelligently. They didn't use slang. They didn't use ain't, they didn't talk like that. My parents grew up using a perf, you know, correct English and all of that. That's how we grew up. I probably speak with more slang and using the wrong words now than I have in my whole life. Because this is how I was raised, to speak intelligently. It's because you black, you're a black woman walking around here, you don't have to speak and move your head when you talk and do all that. You don't have to do that. That's how we were taught. That's how my family raised me and my sister. So we would go out amongst our friends speaking the way we do, lifting our voices. Mom used to teach us, lift your voice when you're, when you're speaking. When you answer the phone, speak like, don't speak like someone's bothering you when you answer the phone. She used to teach us all kinds of things of how to conduct ourselves with class and grace. Class and grace, but still intelligent. You're not gonna be a doormat. You're not gonna be this little woman that's supposed to just shut up and be seen and look pretty over here in the corner. 
but still when you speak, lift your voice like you're about something. Have somewhere to go when you're walking. Walk proudly with your shoulders back and your head held high. All of these things, right? So then as I'm around my friends, and this is how I am all the time, 24 seven. Do you know how many times I was teased when I was younger? Because people say, you talk white, you sound white, you think you're white. Look at me, look how dark I I can't pass for white. Sure can. Cannot, it's obvious I'm a black woman, right? But do you know how many times? Because I didn't talk like that. Mm-hmm. I didn't use mm-hmm. I didn't do my head like this. I didn't pop gum when I chew. I hate popping gum. <laughs> Stop, Black women. Stop popping gum. Stop it. It's not a talent or a skill. But anyway... I didn't do that. And so because I didn't do that, I was called thinking I'm white. Then let's add insult to injury, Dennis. The house I mentioned that my parents built, biggest house on the street. It was actually built on either two or one and a half lots, okay, of land because it was that long. The house was over 4,000 square feet, including the half basement in the basement, the, the half basement we had. Because we didn't have a full, we had a half basement. It was still big because the house was so long, right? It was, it was all a ranch style, so we didn't have a second floor. It wasn't a two-story. Okay. <clears throat> Biggest house on the street in the neighborhood just about until they built this big monstrosity down the street. But anyway, that's another story. Biggest house. It sat up on a hill. So when you went up in our driveway, you had to go, you, you went up in the driveway. People would say to me, oh, she lived in that big house on the hill. They would call it the White House, the President's House. They would say, oh, she lives in whatever. No, it was just our house. We didn't think we were better than other people, but that's, the, that's what they put on us. So I'm used to being mischaracterized from childhood. So I'm sensitive about that. But here's the good part about being sensitive about it. You also can see it and recognize it more clearly when you see it happen to someone else. And there's two people that I see it about that bothers me more than anybody else on the planet. Michael Jordan and Stephen A. Smith. I actually got a third, Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey too, but not as much as these two. Not as much as these two, especially Michael Jordan. He's been vilified since he was still playing that he didn't care about black people and did nothing for black people. Mm. Straight oh, lie. It's oh, a straight unequivocal lie. Hold on, hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute. One more. Barack Obama. I'm sorry. Barack Obama. They say that that a lot. He don't do nothing for black people. He didn't do anything during his presidency specifically for black people. 
That's the word they use now. Because see, when they started saying that he didn't do anything for black people, and those of us who know started listing the things that benefited us, oh, they had to come back and qualify now. They had to re-qualify what they mean to say, well, he didn't do anything specifically for black people. That's why I don't like him. He didn't do anything specifically. He passed this for the gay people. He passed this for the Latino people, but he didn't do anything as if he passed a bill. Who passes the bills, Dennis? Who the writes president. the bills? Who votes on the bills? Who passes the bills? It's first is the House, then it's the president. Right. It's then, not the president. So half of these dumbasses don't even know how government works when they no, make those it. statements. But I digress. I'm going to get back to Stephen A. Smith. I'm going to get back to Stephen A. Smith. All in comments. Every time I turn around, I see the word used. <clears throat> and I'm going to spell it. I'm not going to say it because I can't stand this word. But I see people call Stephen A. Smith the C word, which is C-O-O-N. Can't stand it. Number one, that's not who he is. Number two, let's say for a minute you were right and he is that. Who are you as black people to call your brother that in this company in front of other white people or non-black people? Do you understand like the root of that word and how they use that word to demean us, to kill us? To oppress us and then you're gonna let that word come out your mouth against your own in front of them too that to me is more egregious than anything now those who i have said this to their uh their response to me is this oh no sharon remember it's been said that you're supposed to call your brother out when they're doing things against their own people. There's a way you can do it, just not like that. You're supposed to just call them out. And I said, yeah, but what you're not supposed to do is hand them over to the oppressor. Right. That's what you're not supposed to do. And this is how I feel about this subject. It goes too far. If you don't agree with what he say about stuff, specifically about black people, if you don't think that he doesn't get upset enough about what white people do versus what black people do, everything is analyzed that comes out of that man's mouth in this way, in this lens, in this context, all the time. Do you realize that Stephen A. Smith is one of the top donors to his HBCU that he graduated from, Winston-Salem State? University in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Do you realize that in addition to that, he's got foundations in place that specifically help black children. Did you know that? No, no, no. Did you know that he was the number one catalyst for ESPN bringing HBCU sports programming on their network? Yeah. 
but it's only on ESPN2. Why ain't it on ESPN1? Well, damn it, it wasn't on ESPN at all until he got involved. Did you know that? Did you know not only does he donate to his own university, he donates to others. Did you know that? Now, they don't, uh, that's not what they're looking for. They look for ways to, to, I remember when Ray Lewis used to be on. Remember Ray Lewis used to be on? And Ray Lewis mm-hmm. would do his, his same celebratory dance that he do before the game. He did it on the show. And he said, look right. at him over there dancing. Look at him over there dancing. You, mm-hmm. you big, look at you, you're dancing over there for mm-hmm. the man. Right, dancing for the man. The last time I remember seeing Ray Lewis on TV was about the kneeling situation. Hmm. And him and uh, Shannon Shannon Sharp got into a situation about him kneeling. And mm-hmm. he said, I didn't kneel with one knee about the anthem. He said, I kneeled with two knees to pray. That's right. For the uh-huh. whole situation. Right, they, they made a big thing about it. I'm trying to figure out if he knew it or if he didn't, man, who cares? That's I, I just want who cares if he knew it or if he didn't? Because they want to try and say that that validates their opinion, they, their predisposed opinion about that man ahead of time. That's what they want. Oh, see, see y'all? See, y'all, I told y'all about Ray Lewis. See what he's doing? See, that means I was right all along. You know what that is? That's ego. Shannon Sharp, who I do respect and I loved as a player, he has a huge ego. Yeah, he does. And it's on full display five days a week on his show and on his podcast. You listen to the words that that man uses and look at the things that he gets upset about. The fact remains I can't even begin to, t- I, can, I, I can't even list all the things that Ray Lewis does for the black community, especially in Baltimore. Still. Still to this day. To this day, he is beloved in Baltimore by most of the people there. Of course, everywhere you go, there's going to be some haters, yeah, right? You, they, you know what they say, if you ain't got no haters, you ain't doing something right. You ain't doing something right. Well, he's got haters. You know, you can you can see any anytime anytime we post anything on Ignorant Thinkers podcast page, Buck Flair's uh, Sports Crews. If we post it in three uh, two MW Sports three sixty, if we post anything about Ray Lewis anywhere in the stratosphere of social media, somebody gonna call him a murderer. Yeah. You know that somebody. It's just like it's like okay, wow, somebody put him okay, whatever. And, and I look at the person's post and I say to myself, don't say nothing, Sharon. You, that's just ignorance and what, pe- what you expect people to, to do. They're going to do it. Anytime I mention Big Ben, rapist. He a rapist. I mentioned Kobe. Oh, he a rapist. Right. See what I'm saying? So when you have a predisposition, they're looking. This connects what I was talking to you about earlier with Jay Williams. Remember he said in that in, 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 on first take, he was sitting back watching all the people who had come out against Kyrie. 
He's watching their pages. He's watching their shows. He's watching them to see how they responded to the Aaron Rodgers situation because he purposely wanted to find any little slight difference, anything that's, that's less than so he could pounce on them and say, oh, you favoring the white guy over the black guy. He was looking for it, waiting for it, holding his breath for it. Why? I think it's a matter of, we have people in our own community who cannot help themselves, Dennis. They can't. They got to be the voice, the one that saves all the people, the one that saves everyone, the one that tells everybody and alerts everybody. What was the dude's name that said the British are coming? They got to be Paul Revere. That's who they think they are. Well, I'll tell you what, Jay Williams, you and people like you, you're not Paul Revere, damn it. What you are is ignorant. And you're doing more harm to your own community than other people do. It's worse. Don't knock me because I know how to speak, because I don't use ain't, because I know I don't say, who is you? Instead of who are you? That doesn't make you any more black than I am. And let me, and that leads to my last point about this, and I'm not gonna belabor it anymore. I didn't go to an HBCU, damn it. Just because you did, whoever's listening, don't make you more black than me. And it doesn't mean that I sold out my race because I went to a PWI. And anybody who thinks so can kiss my ass twice. That's how I feel about it. Now, if you want to put your resume up against mine in terms of what you've done for the black community versus what I've done since I was 10 years old, let's go. And see, that's that's why Stephen A. Smith is the way he is. This is why he speaks the way he does. This is why he can't speak silently. This is why he's so loud. Because he's tired of the bullshit. I'm tired of the bullshit. That's what I am. This is the chocolate girl moment. I'm tired of the bullshit. We popping off today. We popping off. I'm tired of it. Anything that you want to say that you tired of, Dennis, let's get it off your chest. But I'm no, tired of that. I don't want to I don't want to hear or see anybody else call another black person the C word ever. I hate that shit. Well, they only going to say it because those people are on TV every day. When I said, when you're on TV every day, you have more chances to make mistakes. And Stephen A. said he got another five years on his contract. So you better get used to seeing him. That's right. <laughs> as, as he said, you know what I mean? I'm going to be and here I, every I day. The best. <laughs> he said, I'm going to be here every day, bro. I want, I want him to keep, you know, Keep doing this thing. Hopefully one day I can meet him. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. I told you. I, I think somebody asked the question, you know, what famous person would you love to interview? And I sat and thought while everybody else was answering. And my answer was Stephen A. Smith. I would love to sit down or spend at least an hour, but I would love to spend at least one day with this man. 
I admire his, and respect his work ethic. I admire his creativity, the way he puts words together. I'm a writer. I love words. I love the way, the different ways you can express through words what you're thinking and feeling and what your passions and ideas are. I love that. And the way he does it is brilliant. I don't know if he can rap, but I bet you he can write some rhymes for your ass. That might be something he might, Stephen A. Smith, if you're listening, you might want to be a ghostwriter <laughs> in the rap industry. Because I mean, he's that brilliant. The way he uses words to me is just fantastic. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. It gets, it gets me so upset. I'm emotional. Yeah. Because I, you know, I, I like history and I've read too many times when they have used that word against us. It's just like the N word too. I yeah, hate that they, word. They I don't want to see it. I don't want to use it. I don't care if it's E-R or I-G-G-A. They both mean the same damn thing to me. I don't use it anymore. Shout out to DJ R&B because he doesn't either. I'm not using that word. Damn sure not going to write it in a comment on social media. And I see this all the time. Dumbasses. Oh my God. They, like I said, they used to say the same thing to uh, Shannon Sharp, my Shannon Sharp, because he was on there drinking Henny, smoking Black and Miles. Um, who was another one? And Elliot eating edibles and stuff like that. But like I said, if you want, if you want TV every day, this is going to happen to you. Your sound, your sound changed. Dennis, your sound changed. Oh, do that thing that you do because it sounds like you're in a tin can right now. Oh. No, it's still the same. It happened again. I mean, I can hear you, but it's like you're in a can. <laughs> And it just, I mean, it just happened when you started moving something. I don't know what happened though. You wanna, you wanna go out and come in? I'll talk to the people while you go out and come in. <laughs> talk to the people, I'll be right there. Okay. Well, anyway, people in the comments, comment. I see, you know, my sister, my sister Sheila Mullins in the comment. And she said, tell it, Sharon, can't change the facts, but people string things together to support their narrative. If people only knew you by your mistake or not great decision, what would your reputation be? Quit putting people down. Focus on lifting everyone up. Yes, that's that's how I feel too. Talk, Dennis. Hello, hello, hello. Better. There yep, you if you're on TV five days a week, like I like I do podcasts in at least five days a week. Yeah, it is about yes. five days a week. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, at least five days a week. So all the hate and stuff that I was getting, uh, you know, I I kind of just shrug it off my shoulders. There's really nothing to me. Like, you know, y'all doing a lot of hating, but it's for no reason. 
you're hating on me for no reason because of things that I've said or, you know, well, the things that I'm doing. If you don't like the fact that I'm podcasting, I'm on, and I'm trying to build my brand, then you ain't got to watch it. It's, it's that simple. That's I ain't simple. nothing. But I'm going to continue to build my brand because I'm going to continue to have a following. Because I know if one day, if I don't do the side joint, I'm going to have an inbox full of people saying, yo, where the side joint at? And if one day, if I decide, oh, I ain't, I ain't do talking to you, it's Tuesday, I got a whole fan base coming at me. Yo, we'll have a talk to you, it's Tuesday. Right. I thought y'all would miss no Tuesday, you know? I remember one Tuesday, I was late. My inbox flooded up with it. Yo, where the show at? <laughs> yeah. But I appreciate my fan base. I appreciate people that actually come out there and they actually want to see, you know, see us, see how we do things, you know? With the Buck Flair show. When I'm late with the Buck Flair show, immediately his inbox fill up. He'd be like, all right, man, we got to hurry and start the show. Right. Because people are starting to ask, where where is the show? Same right. thing with the side, John. I get you. you. Now you know if nobody else, I'm going to get a text message from who? Sister Sheila. That's right. Sheila be on it. Where, where, where's the link? 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 <laughs> where the link? <laughs> you know, where, where you at, Sharon? Where you did this at? So that keeps us together, but I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be so long with it, but I just... Dennis, I just can't take it anymore. It is so ugly. It's That's ugly right. what we do to each other. Stop it. That's our people. Stop. That's all I'm saying. Stop. We got to worry about, we got to fight against our oppressors, whoever they are. Right. We got to fight against our own. That's not making, that just doesn't make any sense. I'm tired. We the only, I'm but tired. We the only, we the only community to fight against ourselves. Yes. We the only community that don't try to big ourselves up or try to or, or try to scam each other. Sheila said, what are you tired of, Dennis? You got to talk about what you tired of. I talked about what I'm tired of. Now Sheila want to know what you tired of. That was, <laughs> that was a bad Huh? I was saying that was about it. That was all I was tired of. What? Just tired of what? Just tired of the fact that we don't, we're not unified? Yeah, and people keep attacking other people just because, you know, they're on TV a lot. The hate, that's all. But the hate won't keep coming. It's not going to stop. Well, it needs to. It needs to. And until, unless and until we unify, we can't get ahead. We can't improve all disjointed and separated. And that's the reason why things are in place to keep us apart. Divide and conquer is, I mean, it works. When you divide and conquer, I mean, you it's hard to uh, defend against that because it works. It's so effective. And that's the thing. So, all right, well, Respond to me in the comments, people in the comments. I just love to know what you think. Even if you don't agree with me, put it in the comments. That's fine. But I just feel like, I, like I said earlier, I feel like Jay Williams actually owes Stephen A. Smith an apology the way he came on that show. If you guys haven't seen it yet, you need to go watch it. You need to go watch it. Now, the videos that they, that they have posted I don't believe it's going to show Jay when he was introduced before the segment 
coming onto the set. But starting then is when I was just like, oh my God, would you look at this mug right here? What, 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 what? what that, video did, that video didn't show it. Yeah, it doesn't show it. It doesn't show that, but I record the show every day. In fact, it's so weird. I record the 10 o'clock show. And then I also my, have my DVR set to, to record the 12 o'clock that comes on ESPN too. And the reason why is because sometimes when they have special things on like World Series or Wimbledon or something like that, what will happen is it'll push their uh, 10 o'clock show on ESPN will be pushed to ESPN too and they'll show it at 12. So I just keep that as a regular setting so when it happens, I won't miss the show because I record it every day. Yeah, but anyway, so if you guys, I, I don't know if you guys did not see first take when all this happened. I don't even remember what day it was. I think it was Thursday. I um, encourage you to watch it. And I'm definitely going to say, uh, Today was today was definitely a good day, good show. Um, for my last words to all the listeners, you know, unify and try to get within your, you know, just just get a group of people that you can trust. That if something happens to you, you know, they somebody that you could call, and they'll give you the truth. You don't need nobody just to tell you that you look good all the time. You need somebody to give you the truth. And the mm -hmm. truth may hurt, but you're going to need to hear it. You need people like that in your corner. You're going to need some yes people, and then you need some people that's the truth. You need a combination of the both of them. So I encourage people to make sure that they get both of those in their corner. You know, to, to help, uh, help stabilize your life. Any last words from you, Sharon? Yes. I'm going to piggyback off what you just said. You are absolutely 100% right. Um, you don't need to be surrounded by a group of yes men, people who just agree with you on everything and never challenge you, never sharpen you, never call you out on your ish. And uh, I am very, very grateful <clears throat> that I have people in my life that do that. I have to say my, my son and my sister, they both call me out, be it respectful, on my ish. They are my biggest cheerleaders as well, but they're never just yes people around me, disagreeing with everything I say and do or how I feel. Um, so Yes, you're right. You do need that person. But here, here's one thing about truth. Maya Angelou has a quote that said, there's a world of difference between truth and facts. Facts can obscure the truth. Let me repeat that. There's a world of difference between truth and facts. Facts can obscure the truth. Think about that and keep that in mind. 
it's and within within the context of sports i'm going to use that to say when you're discussing sports with people and you google and you bring up a chart with all these stats which is factual data just please understand that stats never tell the whole story this is why i preach this this quote demonstrates and illustrates that my whole premise you can string along stats all you want facts all you want doesn't necessarily tell the whole story so open your mind learn to stick, take a step back and look at the whole picture of things lose the tunnel vision lose the tunnel, tunnel vision we thank the people for coming today, for listening. We love you here on the side, John. Catch me and Dennis on Tuesday nights. I'll talk here is Tuesday, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. Facebook Live. You can catch me on my podcast, Did You Hear What Chocolate Said? Any place that you listen to your podcast. I have a couple in the pipeline that's about to get released, so be on the lookout for that. Make sure you follow me so that you can set up your notifications so you can be notified when I publish a new episode. And have a good I want, Saturday. I want to thank everybody for coming out today. Now make sure y'all have a great day. Happy Saturday to y'all. God bless. Good day. Uh, wait a minute. I forgot how to do this. It's been a while. It's been a long time.